The following podcast contains spoilers and words that my mother would prefer I did not say. We watch it. Hello, beautiful listeners, and welcome to We Watched a Thing. You're with me, Dave. You're with him, Billy. Wibby wham wham wazzle. No, fuck off. If I'm in charge, you're not allowed to do it. You had some some good gusto going on just then, my friend. And then you ruined it with your fucking fake catchphrase. Not happening. It's catching on. It's a thing. It's a thing. Stop. Stop. We're going to start again. How are you being, No, no, no. I'm starting again. I'm starting again. Well, I'm editing this week, so it's all staying in. You're not. Welcome to We Watch a Thing. You're with me, Dave. You're with him, Billy. And we're here today to talk about movies and no more stuff from Billy. Okay, good. There we go. Excellent. So what are we talking about this week, mate? Mate, we're talking about two things. Uh, We're finally going to get to Blue Beetle, a new DC superhero film that's been out elsewhere in the world for well over a month. And we're getting our class on with some Poirot, my friend. Checking out a haunting in Venice. (laughs) Yeah, bit of of Agatha Christie. Lovely. All right, well, how about we kick off with Blue Beetle first, which is, as I said, a 2023 American superhero film based on the DC character, Jaime Reyes. (laughs) (laughs) Nice work, old man. (laughs) It is the 14th. Keep keep going with the rest of the cast. (laughs) Now, I'm curious about this. Wikipedia lists it as the 14th installment of the DCEU my understanding was that this was not this is kind of the first of the no. new dc no 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 no, no. does that uh, mean that no. we're not going to see any more blue beetle after this because they're it's, killing well them. no it's 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 a weird sort of halfway point um according to um the almighty saffron and um what's his face gun Thank you. Fucking hell. <laughs> Old man brain not working. Um, a- according to James Gunn, this is the last of the DCEU, but the character will continue into the DCU. Okay. However, the events of this film will are not, not part across. of the DCU. Okay. So, so the, the character the, will the get character a character and, and actor, etc., will be part of... Yeah. He and Saffron's DCU. Yeah. But don't pay yeah. any attention really to the events of this film because they don't fucking matter. Probably. And they thing. are not canon, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, you're showing your cards early. <laughs> fucking hell. Well, the um, film was directed by Angel Manuel Soto and written by Gareth Dunnett Al Sosa and stars. Okay, here's where I'm gonna here's where I'm gonna. No, no, no. You go in full guns blazing. Come on. Zolo Mariduena. Uh, Adriana Barazza, nice. Damien Alcazar, Ooh, Raul Mastrujillo, Susan Sarandon, <laughs> and George <laughs> Lopez. <laughs> Finishing strong. Nice. And what is it about, my friend? Uh, I was. So, I'm so unprepared. I was going to go on and look at YouTube videos of how to pronounce all the names <laughs> so I could correct you on everything, but I didn't do it. So, as far as I'm concerned, that's all gospel. Well done. Nice work. Um, it's about a class wars and. Poor Mexican folk being downtrodden by the horrible white people and young fellow encountering alien thing who gives him superpowers and um, then he has to battle Peter Parker. No, sorry, that's Venom. Same fucking story. Um, Yes. 
Yes. But no, he, he uh, um, uses a, a bunch of alien uh, technology that he encounters to fight against the horrible capitalist man and a huge uh, well-to-do technology company has turned it to evil and starts making nasty weapons against you know the the original founders intentions yep and has to go up against tony stark to fuck that's iron man um yeah this is this is generic as fuck <laughs> i mean it is 100% this movie for me was just like venom meets shazam and this is going to be a controversial statement. I don't think this movie was actually as good as either of those. <laughs> I'm, I don't it's not think... even fucking close. This is <laughs> mediocre as fuck. Yeah, it, I, was, I, I, was I, I do not get... This is not even as good as Black, um, Black Panther. Yeah. I, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be such an asshole. I'm going to be coming in with this preconceived notion that once again, the, this movie is overhyped because it's pandering. But yes, it is that. But this is not even as good as Black Panther. This I actually, is... I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there. One thing I was impressed by is I don't think this was so much pandering. This felt more authentic to me, I think. And oh. the fact that we have diversity like this is fantastic. It's not, it's I, not the I, diversity's I, I, fault. I don't, I don't want to sound like good. I'm against that. I'm not. But I think it's, if anything, more offensive when the films that are thrown out to address that imbalance yes are so phony in their intentions yeah this is unlike black panther this is not a fucking a-grade character within the comics yeah none of the three iterations of blue beetle are fucking top tier yeah yes blue beetle's been around forever you know much as and and they make a joke about it in this it's kind of like the poor man's black uh um batman yeah blue beetle actually started the same year as black man 1939 the character's got pedigree you know all the way back yeah but this is so to me this reeks of a, a boardroom of fucking fat white guys going geez that black panther shit did well over at marvel what ethnic superhero can we trot out yeah. to try and milk that teat? Well, we've got this this one of the three iterations of Blue Beetle that, that that was a Mexican guy. Yes, let's fucking trot that shit out, and we get this movie. And it, I mean, the movie's not terrible; it's fine. My but problem it's with so this movie, generically there, fucking fine. There are some bits of the movie where I was like, okay, maybe this is a six, and then there are some bits where I'm like, no, this is a three. So, you know, you average that out, you get a very sub-average to mediocre movie, I think. Like, there are some bits that really work. Credit where credit's due. I think Zolo Manaduena, I don't know how to pronounce his name, our, our lead character, Just like that. Jaime Reyes, uh, he's fantastic. He has more charisma in his little finger than half of the fucking superheroes we've seen in the past 10 years. I think he's a really charismatic guy who plays really well on screen. I liked him a lot. Casting wise, that's kind of where it ends for me. I liked his sister, but I don't think they really do much with her. Susan Sarandon was fucking. Oh awful my in god, this we'll film. get to her. Like, <laughs> I think that he carries this film. He is probably the only reason that is 
worth watching this film for. And I'm glad to hear that at least the character is going to stick around in the DCU because I'd like to see him do more of this. Hopefully they can improve. He on is it. 100% <laughs> the only reason to stick with this. Yes. Anything from this film beyond this film. Susan Sarandon is fucking god awful. She is. Yeah. I mean, I get the actors having to take a job for a paycheck. She's not one of those fucking actors. She does not need the money. So why yeah. the fuck is she doing this? She is terrible. She acts terrible. The character's one. There is zero reason for her to be in this other than yeah. just take it, raking home some money. And, yeah. and and I have no time for that. She's awful. Yeah. And this movie is not going to make any money. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Is it tanking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, this film to me is a fucking mess. Yeah. It's totally a mess. It, it, it doesn't know what genre it's in. Half the time it's a, it, it's Robert Rodriguez. It, it's a poor man's version of a Robert Rodriguez Spy Kids movie. Yeah. And everything from it, from George Lopez being irritating, you know, just shining a light on that comparison because he was in Shark Man and Loverboy. But the whole family dynamic for the first half of the film, are, they're, they're irritating as fuck. They're horrendous. I hated all of them. Again, I don't mind his sister. Oh, um, God, she was so annoying. She... For the first half of the film, she's the Aquafina of of fucking um, Shang Chi. I haven't you, seen Shang Chi. Oh god, you don't belong. You're the fucking. You, you're better than this film. Yeah, you know you, you've been given the annoying, chubby comedic sidekick role that yeah. every fucking superhero film seems to have to have. Yeah, from. Ned in Spider-Man through to Happy in Iron Man, every fucking superhero film needs a chubby comedic sidekick. Yeah. And it's getting... It is so tired by now. These films are so generic by this stage. And I come... I say that as a fucking comic fan and superhero fan, I will watch all of these things like Sam Hurley, our mate. I will watch every one you throw at me even if I'm hating myself while I do it. Yeah. And it, it, at this stage, I, it, it's more of that than enjoying it. Yeah, because uh, definitely. It's so fucking color by numbers now. Yeah. I joked 100%. about it. I, jo I joked about it at the start, but the plot of this film is the same as Iron Man, Ant-Man, fucking, you know, elements of Shazam. Yeah. My God, how many of these fucking films do we need to see with a different costume and yeah. no other difference before they start actually going, you know what? Yes, there's some similarity between these characters because of the, you know, hundred, almost hundred year history of the comics. Especially with and the, the rivalry between, it's always, and the, yeah, the yeah. rivalry between Marvel and DC. There's a lot of, it, it's like Pixar and DreamWorks or whatever it is that, you know, Yes, you've got ants and you've got Bugs Life, you, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. You don't need to make the same film. Fucking take the material and do something with it. Yeah. My biggest problem with this film, because like you said, they're all carbon copy. Honestly, we are at the point where the only thing that separates these films are the characters. And that's why I think Zolo, man, he is Duenos, the strong point. Yes, he's the agree. reason to watch it. The villains in this film, both of them, 
are so, <laughs> so bad. Susan Sarandon yeah. is bad enough. Her henchman guy, who I guess is, the, you know, the OMAC guy, who is our actual super villain, yeah. is one of the worst things that has ever been put on fucking film. Like, the entire film, he's fucking awful. And by the last 10, 15 minutes, I just fucking hated it. It was so... Well, the problem oh, is, you because these things are so fucking generic you can't help but be comparing him to his forebears and his forebears are William Hurt and fucking what uh, Tom Hardley, whatever uh, in Ant-Man <laughs> jacket. Can't even remember his fucking name. Cause he's Tom Hardley, but both of them are obviously superior actors. This guy had a decent character written for him. I mean, oh, unlike Sarandon no, or anything. I hate he, it. No, at least he had some backstory. No, you had some backstory it made it of worse. Him. The backstory made it so much fucking I, uh, worse. No, it's it the, was... at least he had that. I'm not. I'm oh. not defending this character by any Look, stretch. I, I agree. I agree. Backstory is good. It was the execution of it. That compare was him to. I, I think I said William Hurt. I didn't mean William Hurt. I meant uh, it was Jeff Bridges, I think, yeah. who was uh, Obadiah Stone, or whatever the fuck his name was, you know, anti-Iron Man. Yeah. Um, you had so much more character there because you had a great actor. Yeah. And then you go and trot this shit out, this generic as fuck, but you don't even have a good actor. You don't even, no. I mean, he was fine. I shouldn't be fucking level. It's, it's not him. It's the writers, but you don't even, you don't have a great character. You've got no. zero fucking depth to it. And, and especially the one thing I really hate with these films is when the villain is lit. And in this film, it literally is a carbon copy of the hero. Like it, it is lit. They literally like download oh, his data I mean, or something. This is, it's invincible. This is, you can't uh, beat that guy. Like this, this is seriously Iron Man and Ant-Man. Yeah. They are all the exact same fucking story. Yeah. Company started by a guy with good intentions who disappears for reasons. Evil person takes over the company, turns it to making nasty weapons. Yeah. Uses, you know, said technology to empower a guy with the same technology, but slightly fucking better than our hero. Yeah. It's Yellow Jacket in Ant-Man. It's fucking, what's his, whatever they called him in, Iron Man, it's the exact same fucking story. And I, and along with the rest of the world, I'm fucking done with it. If yep. you can't, with your, with your room full of fucking writers that they have on these films, come up with something moderately more interesting, don't make the fucking movie. Yeah. You've got people out there with one or two writers coming up with more original concepts than oh, these Marvel and DC 100%. films that have... 15 fucking but, people know, in a room but but and i think that that's the problem it is it's a little bit of that you know too many cooks spoil the broth if you have one person in full creative control of a project something that they're actually passionate about that they come up with conceptually and workshop it that is so different to 10 people being talked down to from an executive okay this this is where the franchise is heading this is what you need to include these are the beats you have to hit it, that's why it's so formulaic because, mm. I mean, it literally is. They're working to a formula and the formula no longer works. When the formula started, I mean, 15 years ago now with Iron Man, I guess, was when this whole boom kind of kicked off. Yeah. Um, there was still some segments of originality to that. We're at the point now where we are so oversaturated with it. Mm. It just... 
I, I, just, I hated this. What movie. they don't seem to get is that the source in, in the source material, so the comics. I mean, the nature of that medium is repetition. Yeah, yeah. You've got rival companies outdoing one another with and writers and artists like flipping back and forth between them don't forget so you have that similar to the pixar dreamworks thing you you do have this repetition of there's a the finite limit to how many different fucking powers and characters and all that sort of shit people are going to have yep. and you do get a lot of repetition between them but the repetition is spread over fucking decades oh yeah and thousands of issues of comics yes so it's not even remotely as on the nose as when you trot out movies within five years of each other yeah. with the exact same fucking plot. Oh, less than five years of each other. Like here we are, like I said, 15 years in since Iron Man, the MCU alone is over 30 films. That's more yeah. than two films a year. You're not counting DC in that. You're not counting all of the ones that don't even mm. count as DC. hundred percent. Like, like they're trying, Venom they're and... trying to catch up on decades worth of Canon. Yeah. And shoehorning this shit into these fucking movies. Like, oh yeah. my God, we can't forget to include this and this and this. And and I mean, to a point it works because you've got a whole bunch of fans who've been waiting in, in I mean, in the cases of people as fucking old as me, 40 years for this shit. Yeah. And so you forgive a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but that's we're, true. We're all past the point of forgiving shit now. And now we're, you know, as you can see from like the MCU, we're starting to look at things a lot more critically. And we're in Avengers Endgame, we'll fucking let a lot of flaws and faults go because it was such a giant fan service waterfall. Yeah. I mean, even when it came out, I was beside myself at, at how much I loved that movie. But I look at it now and I'm going, yeah, you're a fucking three and a half out of five. There's a lot of fucking problems with it. Yeah. Um, and everything since then, we're all looking at a lot more critically. Yeah. And the same goes for DC. And if you're not bringing something new to the table, yeah, like Matt Reeves did with the Batman, I hate we're, we're not. Too. No, stop. <laughs> you're, you're, would you like to derail my argument some more? <laughs> If you're not bringing something new to the table, whether you liked it or not, like Matt Reeves did with Batman, <laughs> if you're not bringing your own thing, if you're literally just trotting out the same shit, yeah, um, I don't think people are going to stand for it anymore. And we're, we're seeing it with the re box office returns on all of these oh, films. Yes, They're all are. failing because it's lazy writing and the studios seem to just feel that they can just throw a whole bunch of fan shit at the screen at the expense of good writing yeah and it's going to work and it's not anymore yeah i thought the visuals were really inconsistent too like some of the cgi i think is actually quite strong um agreed and then some of it is insanely bad oh and, and it, it just there's just no consistency to it so and and even like not even sequence to sequence shot to shot even the entire last sequence of this film is such a raging mess and i don't need the family there i don't want the family there the the jokes about the grandma being you know a rebellion like it was funny the first it, time but it's by the seventh shit. time it's like please and it's throwaway it, it's never actually followed up on we well, don't hear just... anything about her revolutionary past no. it's, just, it's a throwaway line 
that is literally just there so she can have a funky scene where she holds a big gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and the I'm inconsistencies like, within that too. Like he is so strict the whole movie about, no, I won't kill people. I won't kill oh, people. And that I'm, final I'm, sequence. Fucking I haven't got to the tonal inconsistency Dead cunts yet. left and right. <laughs> like... yeah. This movie is a tonal fucking mess. Yeah, yeah. It is 50% literally aimed at an eight-year-old. Robert Rodriguez, Spy Kids movie. Yeah. But it's not as good. No. Like I, I've, I've said before, Rodriguez has stopped being the great director he once was. But that, that's probably untrue. He's now a great director of kids' films. And the Spy Kids movies are pretty much at the pinnacle of that genre of film. Yeah. They're great for what they are, and nothing is quite as good as them for that. Yeah. This 50% of this is trying to be that. And it, and not as good. But the problem is the other 50% is a fucking R-rated action movie where people are getting fucking killed left, right, and center. There's dick jokes galore. Yep. And how do you meld those two together? You yep. go literally in the, <laughs> in the, in one scene from an erection joke, someone being impaled on a giant metal leg of a, a, a bug vehicle oh, yeah and then you're doing a fart joke that belongs in a disney movie yeah the directors of this are fucking horrible at their job yep. because that that's where i level the the main criticism of this which is the tonal inconsistency which is yep. what kills this film i don't even want to talk about this anymore we've spent way too much time talking about <laughs> what is essentially just a pretty shit movie yeah. I'm, a, I'm a four out 100%. of ten yeah um i think sounds about right we've yeah just not Good. Not. I good. don't feel. I mean, apart from Susan Sarandon, who who should have said no, and I I, unless we we hear that she's got some sort of mental issues, <laughs> I have zero sympathy for her bad performance. I think I'm glad that the main guy is going to be in more stuff. Yeah, same. I think, and yeah. and hopefully his Jordana Brewster clone. Offsider. She, she did look identical. Which of wow. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope the two of them continue in the DCU. I can happily do without the rest of that fucking family. George Lopez, fuck off. God, you're annoying. Yep. The grandmother, God, you're annoying. Annoying sister, <laughs> yeah. go away. I don't want any of you. Yep. I I can happily do without the re this film for the rest of my life. But I'm happy with Jaime and his hot girlfriend being in the DCU yep. as long as they don't bring anyone with them. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, a Haunting in Venice is a 2023 American murder mystery film produced and directed by Kenneth Branagh, who reprises his role from the previous films from a screenplay by Michael Green, loosely based on the 1969 novel <laughs> Halloween loosely. Party by Agatha Christie. Serves as a sequel to Death on the Nile and is the third film in which Branagh plays Hercule Poirot. Hercule Poirot! <laughs> and apart from him, it stars Kyle Allen, Camille Cotton, Jamie Dornan, Tita Fey, that surprised me, Jude Hill, Ali Khan, Emma Laird, Kelly Riley, Riccardio, uh, there's too many names, and Michelle Yeoh. And <laughs> what is it about, Dave? <laughs> There's too many names. Are you are you an Agatha Christie fan? I I feel like we've spoken about this and you are. Look, I I'm an Agatha Christie fan in in general terms. Yeah. I've not read a lot of Agatha Christie. Yeah. 
I wish I'd read more than I have, but it, you know, time is precious and I've not got around to it. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like I have a rather arrogant view of how Agatha Christie should be brought to, to screen. <laughs> and I'm quite happy, even having not read a lot of them, to throw criticism at the likes of Peter Ustinov, who I don't think he was the should ever have been fucking cast as Poirot in Blackbird or on the Nile, for example. So I, I have an emotional attachment to Christie beyond yeah. probably what I should, given how relatively little I've read of her so, 9,054 novels. So have you liked the... I have not seen the other Branagh films, and I know that they're quite divisive. Most people I know reckon they're absolute turds. Our mutual oh, friend Julio from The Contrarians loves them from memory. From memory, he's a big fan. He has problematic taste. I love him, but he's... Yeah. <laughs> love you, Julio. Um, look, they're not horrible, Yeah, but they're not great, given... If anyone should be able to make these great, it's probably Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. You know, he's British. He's got a great sensibility. He is a genuinely good director. Oh, he is. Yeah. yeah. And, and a genuinely good past. actor. Yeah. And I think he acts the role of Poirot well. Yeah. For purists like me, he will always fall short to David Suchet, who who did the I don't know if it's BBC or one of the other channels, but he did the 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 TV series for for many many years and is the perfect Poirot, um, yeah. much in the same way that if you're looking at Sherlock Holmes, Jeremy Brett, who did the BBC series, is absolutely the best Sherlock Holmes of all time. Yeah, so but I had Brenner, not... Brenner is good. He's good. And and the first two films, I was fairly critical of them, but they're competently made. I just think both of them missed the mark in terms of capturing both the tone of the novel and also really getting the Poirot character just right. Yeah. So I had not seen the others. I knew nothing about this film i've been seeing like three films a week lately because i'm still kind of you know not yeah, working yeah. all that much rock and roll but, but that said i would not have seen this if it weren't for the show if you hadn't messaged me and said hey let's do a double with this as well i wouldn't have seen it and that's fair i i think it's i'm just going to show my cards early i think it's fine i think this is a fine film i didn't yep. love it i didn't hate it some of it works some of it doesn't it's thankfully short which is nice <laughs> there is some very interesting you know direction and and cinematography going on the cinematography really took me by surprise like there's some interesting placement of camera going on agreed um, yeah really agreed and again some of it works some of it doesn't but when it does work the biggest problem with it is that even when it does work it draws attention to itself and I feel like great cinematography shouldn't. It should serve the story yep. and you should sit there and you sh you can sometimes think, oh, that's an interesting shot, but it shouldn't take you out of it. Whereas with yeah. this, there were several where you're looking so much at the, the placement of camera and the composition that it, it was just kind of distracting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think this was fine is where I'm landing. <laughs> what, what about you? Did you have high expectations for this one? No, absolutely not. Because I, because of the first two Brenner 
Poirot films, which I, I thought were flawed. Mm. Let me put it that way. Um, Orient Express was fine, but it, it wasn't a patch on the 1970s Orient Express, for example. Yeah. Adaptation of Death on the Nile was had a great cast, as all of these do. They're all fucking wonderful on paper, but it was so flat and boring, yep. which, given the cast list, is astonishing. It yep. was an achievement to make it that boring. I think this is probably the best of the three. Yeah. And I think direction and cinematography were outstanding. Yeah, right. I was I was impressed from start to finish. I mean, to a point, it almost got to the stage where it felt like the cinematography was grandstanding and trying to be impressive. Yeah. Every fucking angle, every yeah. shot oh, was yeah. impressive. It was, it was like they sat down and went, well, we could just shoot them like this, but what if we fucking came through that window? Yeah. That'd be great shot. And it, but it was engaging from start to finish from, from that point of view. Yeah. I think the acting was great. Yeah, yep. The only real problem I had with the film was it lent a little bit too much into the horror. Right. And okay. that's the thing. Well, that's the thing that intrigued me. And I, and I messaged you early, before I saw it saying, I'm intrigued because the trailer of this makes it look like a fucking horror movie. Yeah. But it's Agatha Christie. Which I want isn't, to... isn't necessarily new to Brano. Like, I... Uh... It was Dracula that he made, right? Was it Dracula or Frankenstein? Dracula. He did a... No, 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 Frankenstein. Frankenstein. He did, he did that... Uh, I think he did the shitty Frankenstein that had De Niro in it. Yes, yes, um, that's right. He did, yes. But, but I mean, that's meant to be supernatural. Yeah. This is Agatha Christie. It's murder mystery shit. Well, and granted, this is a murder mystery about a seance. And I, I had assumed that they were just marketing it like this because they wanted to get people in the door and Agatha Christie doesn't draw people in as much as a fucking conjuring stomp ghost yeah. movie. Yeah. But, and, and the film played out like I thought it would, which is the first act we're teased with all the supernatural shit. Yeah. Act two, Poirot debunks all that shit and shows that it's all, Fraud, and it's actually a murder mystery. Yes, that's what I'm here for. Act three closes that all out and then teases us with the fuck that, fact that there's fucking supernatural shit. And I'm like, no. What's supernatural stuff? Because I disagree. My, th my <coughs> big problem with the structure of the film is that it played to me like a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah, where, very much. Yeah, yeah, where it's like, okay, there's supernatural shit happening, but the whole time <laughs> you're waiting for Poirot to pull the mask off someone yeah. for them to be, oh, you meddling you kids. for these meddling kids. <laughs> because th that, is, that is what the film is. There's no yeah. actual supernatural stuff happening at all. Oh, no, no, no. The, the very end where we actually see, you know, spoilers. I mean, if, you, if you're listening to this point in a whodunit review, you don't care whodunit, but... Um, when you actually see the mum dragged off into the water, pulled off the tower and she falls into the water, yeah. and you see her, she's dragged down into the depths by the ghost of her daughter. 
they actually show the fucking ghost. How did I miss that? I <laughs> don't know. I don't remember seeing. Did we that. watch this? I think. No, that all the way through, it's teased, and they sort of tease. Oh, Poirot saw this ghostly kid. Oh yeah, no, yeah. don't He's worry, it's stuff. one of the kids from before. But then they actually show that the the kid that he saw is the dead daughter when she was a kid. So yeah, but he's, then it's he, revealed he, that he's just what, tripping. Yes, he's it just is. tripping balls. <laughs> he's tripping. But if he's tripping, how does he know what the the, the daughter looks like as a kid? Well, he saw the photo clearly. He's an All inspector. Right. He notices but, things. But further along in the story, he's not there when the mother is actually i mean yes he sees a ghost appear in the sky and pull the mother backwards so she falls off the ledge yes oh yes I he will does grunt. sorry he, is the, oh yes i do remember that some yes. remnants of fucking psychotropic drugs in his system he yeah. imagined that did he imagine that mother underwater being dragged down by the ghost of her daughter. Well, I mean, maybe. I guess that's the thing about a film is that you don't you don't know. Like, well, he's not in the water, the so I'm pretty sure he's no. Yeah. no this is Brenner like teasing. Oh, maybe it was yeah. all super. It, yeah, it, and that I think was bullshit. My... Otherwise, I think this was a four out of five film. Oh, nah. See, but one of my because other problems... of that, it ain't. One of my other problems, apart from the whole Scooby-Doo-ness of it, because, don't get me wrong, I like Scooby-Doo, but I watched Scooby-Doo expecting Scooby-Doo. I didn't go into this <laughs> expecting Scooby-Doo, and that's exactly what it was. So you wanted, was... you wanted Death in Venice to have Branner unveiling the kill, killer and then pan across the room oh. of suspects and have a great day, and they're going, uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. That's what the whole movie felt like to me. And <laughs> I wanted it to take itself a little <laughs> bit more seriously. It I feel like tonally the movie is a bit of a mess because it's like it's taking itself very, very seriously while sim simultaneously feeling really cheesy. I think this movie came across really cheesy and campy. And wow. that contradicts with the own vibe that it's trying to put out. But I, I just thought it was really – I didn't love the structure of the film. I didn't love the mystery. It didn't really draw me in. And one thing I hate in a film – is when it's very difficult to go back and look at the clues yourself and say, yes, I could have figured that out. Because, like, okay, sure, Poirot is a great investigator. He's also tripping balls all night. <laughs> and at the end, when yes. he's putting everything together, it's like so much of this is speculation. Th that <laughs> is, like... and I agree 100%. That is the major fault. And I, I, this is probably not one for Branagh. This is probably one for Christy. But, and I haven't read um halloween so i don't know yeah. if this is a problem with the the book as well but i agree the the major thing with a whodunit is you need to get to the end of it and go i could have worked that out yeah, if yeah. i'd been paying attention exactly you need to go and i didn't see that coming when your main when your main sense. investigator and viewpoint is high as a fucking kite for the entire film exactly. and everything he sees is a hallucination that's all lost yeah and that's why i yeah i agree that is a failing with this but i in the absence of more knowledge and i probably should have done more research but i don't know whether to level that criticism at kenneth branner or at agatha yeah. christie yeah 
So all in all, I'm a, I guess I'm a six out of 10. It's, it's above average. It's not, like I said, I didn't hate this film. It was a mm. fine film and there were, there were good elements to it, but overall, I just think it was a little weak for me structurally. Um, I thought all the acting was pretty good. Tina Fey is one of those people who I just find naturally distracting because of who <laughs> she is. Like it's hard to take her seriously as a character, even if she is playing a kind of over the top SNL type character, which I think she is in this. Um, <laughs> But apart from that, I think all the acting was good. And yeah, I think this is a decent watch, but I wouldn't be like, rush out and watch it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go a seven. Yeah. Um, I think overall, it's probably the best of the three. Yeah. Um, I think Branner is flawless. As uh, and, and not, as I said, he, he's not... Hashtag my my Poirot. <laughs> yeah. That's David Suchet. But I think yeah. he is better and better every time he comes out in this role. Jamie Dornan, I think, is fantastic in this and probably won't get any plaudits because it's not a, a, a flashy role. Yeah. But I think he's doing that PTSD post-war thing and I think he is outstanding. And and I've been critical of him in the past because, you know, he's the Fifty Shades guy. Um, but he is showing that he's actually a fucking really good actor. Yeah. Yeah, I, he, I agree. He he's is good. more than those shitty franchises. And I, I think he should get some plaudits for this. Yeah. Um, I think the cinematography overall is fantastic. Yep, but yes, this the the overall the 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 story and the script let it down a little bit. So I'm a seven, but it's probably a high seven for me. I think I I was sitting there genuinely impressed with the look of the film from start to finish. So that's got to count for something. I, I'm I'm a high seven. Yeah, nice, nice. All right, what should we get to next week, mate? The only thing coming out at cinema. The creator. No, nah, that's still the week oh, after. Yeah, that's not, that's not till the 28th, I believe. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep, same day as Sorex. Oh, in fact, even that, it says advanced screenings. So I don't know no, what the actual release no. date is, but from the 28th, we get advanced screenings. The only thing coming out next week is that new Indian horror film. That I think you saw That's a trailer the one I for. mentioned ages ago yeah. and I couldn't fucking see again. It lives inside is what it's called. That starts Thursday. I, I don't know if, if we're interested enough in that or if we should do a throwback. Or... I haven't I mean I haven't seen a trailer since that first trailer. Yeah. But I and and to be fair, that first trailer was being compared with the shit horror trailers that were coming out at the time. <laughs> I remember it looking vaguely impressive. So right, I'm keen to see it. Let's talk but, off mic and we'll come back. Yeah, we should probably have or, a backup. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or X, where we'll give it to you, all under the handle <laughs> at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing and hear our new music show. We're recording episode 11 tonight. And, and I should say, that show 
fucking better than this show. <laughs> this show's all. This show's fine. Like I like talking movies, but the fucking music show. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I was good. I was actually wondering if at some point we just transitioned to a to a music show. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Check it out though. Um, Fuck, it's good. We'll catch you next week. Hello. Bye. <laughs> Bye.